Your life is lived every day, and what happens between Sundays matters. Join Nate and Kate as they take oftentimes big ideas and make them practical for everyday life. This is the Between Sundays podcast with Nate and Kate Thompson. Hey everyone, this is Between Sundays with Nate and Kate. Your life is lived every day and what happens between Sundays matters. And today we have a great conversation. Oh man, this is a good one. To have. Yeah, it's hard. So what's our topic today? It's hard conversations. Uh, let's talk about why it's important and what has worked for us. Maybe what hasn't worked for us. I don't know, but we're going to talk about why it's important for sure. Yes. Um, I'm a believer in addressing hard conversations. Right. It's never easy to enter into a conversation knowing there will be friction, opposition or conflicts. But if we avoid these conversations, we leave plenty of room for offense, eggshells, and hurt. So we are trying to have a healthier approach toward difficult conversations, especially with the people that we love and that are important to us. Yeah. So um, I read an article recently in Psychology Today. It was on conflict in relationships. Tell me about it. It was mostly talking about marriage relationships, but this little tidbit I found is important. Um, and it says that most couples fight about the same topics, but <laughs> that sounds true. Yeah. That but, sounds true. um, the relationship quality is more about how you deal with conflicts than what you fight about. So do you agree with that? Yeah. I cannot stand eggshells in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that the way we deal with things with me and you, man, that say that last part again for me, please. Okay, so most couples fight about the same things, but relationship quality is more about how you deal with conflict than what you fight about. Yeah, because, yeah, that's too true. You're like, okay, I'm just hearing this in real time. So, But I don't want to not resolve conflict with you. You know that about me. Mm -hmm. And you know that I think over our 18 years of marriage, I want to say I've gotten better about resolving conflict to where I don't come in like guns blazing, demanding that we fix this in the next 20 minutes. Um, I feel like I give more space to it. And I think that by the end, whatever we are arguing about, I'm more satisfied that we can work through it healthily than, yeah, the actual argument. So why is it important? Why is it important that we have hard conversations with one another? Man, if you leave room, if you leave too much room and you leave something unattended, there's a it just gaps out the relationship Mm -hmm. in different points. That was something, I remember that you had a book that you read through and you were reading me little blips of it. We were like driving somewhere and it was um, Dr. Brene Brown. Yeah. And she taught, I remember this one thing, I cannot give you all the details of it. You know that, not going to happen. But the main thing that I recall was her talking about like minding the gap in relationships and thinking that if something happens that, um, separates a relationship like a hard thing happens and whether um that person is just every day in your life once a week in your life monthly whatever but when you let that go and you don't address it and it's just like eating away at you it erodes the relationship too right and then you will go um hours days weeks months and it just becomes more and more uncomfortable to even know how to bring up yeah I think that 
one of the main reasons that hard conversations are important is because really it's because we love people and we want to make sure we have good relationships with the people we love, that we can continue to connect and um, have healthy relationships with the people in our lives, whether it is a husband or wife, our friends, um, extended family, whatever it is. If we neglect having the hard conversations, then we, we, kind of take the chance of losing very important relationships to us. And it's strange that it almost feels like sometimes the closer the person is to you, the harder it is to have the conversation, Mm -hmm. which is odd when the idea is that you're, you should have like a safe space to dissect these problems with each other, but it's way easier to go hardcore with a stranger and go toe to toe than someone that you love. I do want to be, but I, I believe that I'm getting better at it. Ugh, you can tell me if I'm wrong. But um, the idea of the hard conversation now to me is that we come closer together. Not right. even like me and you as just a couple, but say me and um, friends, coworkers, employer, whatever the, the scope of the problem is. But now I, I've gone from I want to prove my point and get you to see what I see to more of like, how do we get back together on this? Like, how do we come together? How do we find not even like the common ground, but to just know that if we can have this conversation, if we can address this elephant in the room and know that we're both moving through it to get to the, the better portion of our relationship again, that helps my mindset to not come in so like, you know, fists up, guns drawn, ready to go type thing. Right. Well, and then another reason I think it's important to have these talks with people is because like I think of the scripture in Colossians where it says, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer each person. And that is in regards to um, even like unbelievers. So that way, if you're having a conversation with somebody, I feel like there's a lot of hard conversations we can have as Christians with people who don't believe because we're just we're coming at it from two completely different foundations. Like Mm -hmm. our viewpoints, our worldview, if that's what you want to call it, is like it's so different that to have those hard conversations is tough. But if we can, if our purpose is to preserve the relationships, then it's, I feel like we have to, we can't avoid just having the conversations altogether. That's not going to help us grow closer together. It's probably going to give us more of that gap you were talking about. And I think one thing to speak to right now, when you just mentioned the idea that you might be coming into this with a foundation of faith in like in God and the Bible being your foundational draw point. And if they, if that other person doesn't have that, that can be a hard that can be a hard sell in a way to like find common ground. I think for us as believers, there's times where like, I will not abandon the gospel, but I will, I will want to try to get a perspective that someone might have mm-hmm. that they're drawing from just not the gospel. Yeah. So then at least to kind of find out, all right, where are you coming from? So at least I can have like a bearing point on that. And then also to have like, um, like rationale or like reason as to like resolve a problem that is just a real life answer apart from the gospel. But that's hard for me to not bring that in because I'm always, that's my foundation. But even just to appreciate, to learn to appreciate somebody else's perspective 
I think that can be a good starting point even to, to at least having the conversation. So what do you think is the danger in just not having a conversation around something that you disagree about? Whether it's a family member or if it's, um, it could be a spouse, maybe just a friend. There's something that is that is a wedge in your relationship, whether, I don't know, it could be a current events topic or a political thing or whatever. What's the danger in not talking about it? I believe that, I think that, like like you said, a wedge, I think these these points of, um, of conflict or of irritation or of um, butting heads type thing, those I, I feel are relatively neutral in a sense because anyone could have that. It's not so much that it's a personal thing. When that wedge happens, if you leave it, it's going to lean you. And it just reminds me of like a axe. And if you're chopping out a tree and you drive a wedge in, it's to push that tree in a certain direction. Mm-hmm. So I think if you, if you have a wedge in a relationship with somebody, I believe that the Holy Spirit can take that and point it in the direction that as you lean into that conflict, it can draw you closer together. It can lean you towards that person yeah. in a way. Um, sometimes I wonder that I've made things so, so personal that necessarily aren't personal. But I think to identify what is it, what is it first, the part that's bothering me so much? That's something I think I've glazed over in the past to where something happened with um, a friend that was just so like um, divisive or dividing that I, I took it very personal. And went right after them for something that I believe they did. And then when I look back after, say, we resolved it, it was like it wasn't as personal as I made it. Mm-hmm. But I came in so ready to argue that I missed that whole thing. And I just I came in and then I added more problems to it because yeah. I was I just I think, aggressive yeah. or whatever. Well, and then another danger, I think, in not addressing it is... Um, we can just become very polarized in our in our opinions or positions on something because if we don't take time to address something that's difficult we may never see the other person's point of view so mm-hmm. something you were saying reminded me like talking about trying to get in someone else's head kind of like and see their perspective i think there i think it was in the book this could be wrong but there was um a book seven habits for highly effective people and they talked about what true listening is. Like if you're really listening to someone, you're trying to hear what they're saying with all of their past history from their experiences in their brought right up to their current day position and trying to understand what they're saying. So like to think of it that way, it gives you, it opens up a whole nother point of view where you don't just think, oh, everybody who thinks that way is they're uninformed, they're ignorant, yeah. they're uneducated. I feel like we can become very polarized and very critical and cynical of other people if we're not willing to have these hard conversations because sometimes when you have them, you see, okay, maybe you didn't change my mind. Maybe I don't agree with you now, but I totally see where you're coming from because your past experience has brought you to where you're at. You know, instead of instead of ignoring the conversation, the more you ignore it and the more you ignore it, it's like time goes by, and although sometimes time kind of helps people cool off, sometimes it's a year later, and you never took time to have the conversation, so you're just two totally different people now who never healed that yeah. that hurt. Yeah, because also with time, you can cool off, but I also think of like concrete. The longer it 
sets, the harder it gets. That's you know? true. And I think um, sometimes we let things go. I think something that's dangerous with, with not addressing something is you can become dull to, I, I don't want to stick, I don't want to stick on the, like with marriages or relation, like um, spousal or boyfriend, girlfriend relationships. But I just think of this with, you let something that bothers you go and it creates these eggshells in the relationship. You don't want to bring it up because it's going to cause a fight. You just know it's going to cause a fight. You don't want to, then you get to a point where like, I don't even want to deal with the fight. So then you just, it just dulls you. It numbs you to it to the point of like, you set, we, we will sever these like, um, roots of relationship that no longer feed that portion of the relationship and it suffers in a way and then it just limps along and, and it just doesn't have the full like rounded health that it could have mm-hmm. because you've caught you've gone numb to it yeah and all because it was just a hard conversation yeah. and again i go back to like if i'm going now if i'm going into something i want i want to do better at the person knowing I'm not trying to like, I don't want to defeat you. I don't want to conquer you. I don't want to run you over. I want to come out of this together. I want us to come in and for both of us to see the problem, not see you as the problem. Mm -hmm. But what, what is the actual thing that we need to address here? And what does that look like? Like, how do we navigate this? And do we need to give each other more space for a little while? Like honoring that. Yeah. Isn't it like, Okay, so I might have this metaphor wrong. You can help me bring it together. But like, so when you're lifting weights, it tears the muscles, right? I, I'm extremely fit. So, you know, like, I <laughs> let's say you lifting. knew a weightlifter. Let's say I knew. Um, yeah, you're, you're like kind of like. So it's painful the in, the, mm-hmm. in the moment, but it makes you, it serves to make you stronger, which is, it's similar. I know that metaphor is probably used for a lot of different things. Like the pain makes you stronger, but to think about relationally, we want things to be easy. So we don't want to have hard conversations. We don't want things to be heavy and serious and uh, all mm-hmm. the time. But I think when we have the hard conversations, we can make our relationships stronger after getting through the pain. So that way we can kind of get to the better times. Yeah. You know, we can enjoy the lightheartedness of life and the humor and kind of get back to that. But when there's something like attention underlying under the surface, it's like, it's just always there and it's you're never going to get to those better times again without faking it. Right. I don't think. I mean, I could be wrong, but. Well, I wonder too that by addressing them, they're less likely to like come up as you go through relationship. Yes. Yeah. And um, just be wounds that are mm-hmm. ready to open. Because you can even do that with like, say like at work, like with coworkers or or any experience that you you'll pull these like terrible experiences forward because they were just never addressed. So then they become part of your like, well, if you do something like that, you know, and you just go into this thing that you've just held on to for so long and it's just under the surface, just waiting to be yeah, just boop. Hello. Thanks for being here with Between Sundays. Don't forget to rate the podcast and share your feedback here or online at myhopefm.net. So we've really covered why we should have these hard conversations, like because we love people. We want healthier relationships. Mm -hmm. We could have just said that. Yeah, but anyway, we broke it down. So, what has worked for us? So, we are trying to do better at this. We're trying to have better conversations when the, even when they're difficult. So, what are some things that we've learned along the way? So, here's something that I feel like has helped me recently. Um, I think it's kind of trying to identify my goal. Like if I'm having a hard conversation, well, first, I guess it's even thinking about it ahead of time mm-hmm. so that way you 
you can kind of give yourself some time. And maybe that even means like you set a meeting or you're intentional about like, hey, I want to get together and talk to you about this and giving someone kind of a heads up so they know. Um, So maybe you've put some forethought into it. But then before I go into it, I kind of want to set a goal of like, okay, my goal is not to change their mind. Maybe my goal is just to help them understand where I'm coming from or like trying to see is my goal now to be best friends with you or is my goal just to say to start the healing process? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, one for me has been, um, learning to give it some room, like to not just rush in and want to like start patching the walls back up and propping things up and getting it figured out. But to, to like honor the other person, I mean, that's been hard for me over the years to let something breathe. Mm -hmm. And I've been, I, that's pretty new to me. I'm going to say that out loud. So maybe even recognizing that people deal with things differently than you do. Yeah. Because if it was up to you, you could just hammer it out, even if it's dirty or messy, and then resolve it at the end where other people, like personally, I want to be able to think through a little bit what, like, I want to be able to prepare my heart a little bit for what's coming. Like, I I just like impromptu hard conversations are, are difficult for me. Um, you know, even just catching someone, you could just be catching someone at a bad time yeah. if you don't, if you're not giving them a little bit of space and letting it breathe. Yeah. And I, I, and I am, I am one who's generally ready to get in the mud with someone. I agree. I totally agree that. with that. Um, and that's, I've been learning that I want to be better at that. At, Cause I, and then I think within that you'll have a more successful conversation. Yeah, for sure. I would say something else that has worked for me is like we already talked about a little bit, but just realizing that we're trying to preserve the relationship, not mm-hmm. trying to prove my point and walk away. Um, it can't be about that. That's that's very selfish. I don't think that's relationship at all. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe even trying to find something in common with like, so you might have a really heavy topic that's like, okay, we may not agree on this, but what do we agree on? Like we both want this relationship to succeed. We both agree that um, this value is important to us. We just differ on how it's lived out. Like to find that point in common and then to try to like say, okay, this is where we disagree. I don't have to change my mind, but I'm going to respect where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. You know, something for me too has been like, not to like abandon this as a whole in my life, like, like as a all every aspect of life. I don't want to abandon the idea, but to like where certain things that have like a fracture or they have like um, that that conversation needs to happen that I I want to let go that I need it to be exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. I want to like have a new understanding of like all right, well, what can it become? Because I think sometimes I've I've tried to make things what they were. And certain situations allow it to not be that anymore. Right. And well, because people change mm-hmm. and they're allowed to like change their change their opinion or their mind or the way that they think about something. Yeah. And like to give um to give that a new opportunity mm-hmm. to where it's like, well, I value you. So what do we look like now as we move forward? Right. Well, have you ever had like where you you quit a job? And so you now kind of still want to be friends with your old coworkers, but really working at the same place was the only thing you had in common. (laughs) So it's like then if you want to keep being friends, you really have to make an effort and find something else. So 
it's not going to look the same as it did in the past. Because in the past, you had this common thread of your workplace. Yeah. So if you want that relationship to move forward, you've got to start seeing them as something other than your coworker. And, mm-hmm. you know, you've got to be able to adapt a little bit. Yeah. And that too is like the perspective that you have of somebody or the expectations that you have to where sometimes maybe they just weren't even like people, maybe pers- like perspectives they have of me that I, I actually haven't even been able to live up to, but they've had them on me or I've had them on them. And then all of a sudden something happens that makes you realize, hey, I need to just kind of reevaluate what I even, did I put these fake expectations on you that you couldn't even have? Like you right. couldn't even fulfill it. And now yeah. all of a sudden I'm, you know, like bent or, you know, ticked off and now I got this whole huge problem. Right. <laughs> and it's like, they're like, this ain't even real. Like, what are we talking about? And that's something that has helped me. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like even just kind of taking the gloves off before you get to the meeting, assuming, trying to assume the best of people without being naive, but just thinking like, what if I do have my perspective wrong? What if Mm -hmm. I am just thinking something? Here's another Brene Brown thing, the story you're telling yourself. Yeah. What if you're telling yourself a story of something that's happening that is not happening at all? I will fill in holes all day long with dirt that doesn't even exist. So heading into those hard conversations, identifying what's real, Mm -hmm. what's actually true, what did they really say versus what story am I telling myself and making up? Um, Of course, being ready to listen is always a good thing, being humble. um, And then another thing that has really helped me is to not generalize, like not put somebody in a, I feel like this is just so true with politics, like, oh, they're a they're a Republican, they're a Democrat. So they must think this way. Mm -hmm. I like to just not generalize that somebody, because they're a part of a certain group or something that they are, that group represents the whole of who they are in totality, you know? So I feel like those things have all helped me to have healthier conversations, hard Mm -hmm. conversations. And I think too, um, in James, where he just talks about just being slow to speak, slow to be angry and quick to listen. How often to have that um, confrontation that needs to happen, it should, you know, there's certain ones that just need to happen and not come in, um, like coming in low, like you said, humble and just ready to listen. I want to ask you a question. We didn't really plan talking about this, but perfect. Why do you think? <laughs> why do you think hard conversations matter for Christians? Like, why would they be? Why is this important for people to figure out? Why would this matter to Jesus? Because I believe there's one line. It's the Lord. And we have conflict as believers. And then, like, how is it that, like, the Lord says, is like, you, how can you say you love me and you hate your brother? Like, you love, like, it, like that makes no sense, mm-hmm. even to the Lord. So I think there's times where it's like we have conflict with each other as believers that we're not willing to get over ourselves most of the time. And then come together as believers and be like, where's the Lord in this? Like, where did we lose traction? Where did we, what did we miss? Why, why are we, you know, why do we want to one, not see each other? You see me, I see you across the, the supermarket and I just dodge you. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be like, boom, I'm gone. Yeah. And I've done that. I've done I, I'm that. not, I'm not saying yeah. I don't do this. No, it's us. It's everybody. Yeah. It's like, why? I think it's more. I want to say it's it's not more important for believers, but it it's more important for believers. Like I want to say in the way of if we're if we're accepting the gospel as to what it is, 
I have a hard time in my mind right off of the cuff thinking of situations where the Lord didn't confront a problem, where he wasn't like appropriately present in the situation. Mm -hmm. And I think to dodge it, it causes causes strife and conflict and questions and confusion and um, animosity and all these things and like, in wonder, like what is even going, and then and then all the while we show up on Sunday to worship the Lord and to high five each other, and it's like, what are we doing if we can't live out the simple gospel of um, come together and, and talk it out? Right. I want to pay attention to that when I'm reading the scriptures. How did Jesus? How did he handle these things? Like I can think of some examples in my mind right now. You know, especially when the Pharisees were involved or something. <laughs> Those guys had it rough. Yeah, and but like, but just I to can't. think he, how he had a way of speaking the truth, and which could be very offensive, mm-hmm. but he had a way of doing it in love and with gentleness and kindness. That is how I want to approach having hard conversations. He was approaching some of the most difficult conversations that could be had when you yeah. get into spiritual issues. And, and for Jews, at least, like, it wasn't just a spiritual issue because no, that was that wasn't compartmentalized was, yeah. in their life. It was every Everything. it was their whole world. So I feel like those were some really difficult conversations to have, and he did it in a way that changed the world. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've talked about why we should have those difficult conversations and how we are going about it. Nate and Kate, not <laughs> um, awesome. I'm but sure we're you guys have better ideas, but um, yeah, maybe if you have some tips, you can find a way to share those with us. Um, of course, we're not uh, professional counselors. We're not trained in these facets of communication. You would think by the end of this that we were. <laughs> we're just regular people trying to just figure trying out to how to have hard conversations. And we hope this encourages you to be present and intentional in living out your faith every single day of the week. Yes, because what happens between Sundays matters, you guys. So let's go after it, okay? Thanks for tuning in. Um, enjoy your day, and we'll see you later. Thank you for listening to the Between Sundays podcast. If you have questions or want to connect further, visit the podcast page at myhopefm.net. And remember, your life is lived every day, and what happens between Sundays matters.